record on that. Fucking hell, it tells you it's recording now as well. I tell, I've updated this and it tells you all this shit that's going on. You got, have you got PS5? Have I got a PS5 menu? Really? Really, was it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everything, every time you move the controller. Here is Holy Joe. Or Holy <coughs> yeah, Joe, Holy as Joe. it said earlier. Holy, Holy Joe. Joe. Holy. Modern <laughs> Warfare. Modern Warfare. Typo, yeah. You are not connected to the internet. Right. Welcome to episode nine which is a special episode nine of spill the tea uh, with jimmy c as i am joined by uh three excellent guests this evening and all three have already appeared on the podcast but we're doing this special tonight because we're going to talk a bit about um mental health which is quite a subject which is um around at the moment and it's been around for a long time but i think within the last sort of 14 months 15 months where we are now oh, i'm losing track of months and days and years um it's it's come on a lot more uh in humans and also it's come more in men and it's been quite apparent uh in men and there's different ways of dealing with it but i am joined this evening by three guys who i've got a lot of respect for and i've spent a lot of time virtually with uh over the last year or so um, so I'm going to introduce you all. Um, so if you're, we're doing this where we're filming it as well. Um, but we've, I don't know whether what we're going to do the footage for. They're, they're all too fucking ugly. So I'm probably not going to use the footage. <laughs> but um, I'd like to introduce, we've got Mason. Hello, everyone. Um, James Bishman. Hello. And Chris. Evening. So we've, uh, all the guys have been on the podcast already. Um and yeah, so again, as I said just now, this is just a, a sort of a general conversation about uh, mental health. Um, if anybody's experienced it, if anybody knows anybody's experienced it or can think of ways that or knows ways to put out there that, that might help others uh, listening to this uh, to recognise or, or to help anybody who might have it now. I will put a disclaimer out there. None of us are medical professionals, unless one of this lot are going to turn around and say, "Actually, I've got a an MD, or uh, you know, I'm a, I've got a, a some sort of doctorate in uh, uh, mental health." But we're not. So this uh, is... MD in drinking alcohol. Yeah, yeah, nice one, mate. Yeah, as I, as I saw from earlier on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just sort of a general conversation, and, and and again, we're not medical professionals, but it's just our opinion or or our experiences. So. Who wants to kick it off? Or is it going to be me leading again? I don't mind going. Go on, go on, go on Chris. So, <clears throat> yeah, I think I think we've all been in, in a position at one point or another in our lives, haven't we, where the, you know, things ain't kind of going quite right. I've certainly had that. I've certainly had a particular year in my life when um, I was really struggling. And I think that was situational. And going through a bit of uh, being put through a situation after a relationship breakup and a, and a change of career and a change of financial circumstances, which then put me in quite a tricky position and it puts a lot of pressure on you. So, and I think you feel, you feel like you, you kind of need to prove yourself. You need to sort of be the breadwinner. You need to kind of uh, be that reliable parent and, and partner. And so, all that pressure sort of builds up on you. So yeah, certainly for a, a good good long year um, before I met you, actually, Jim, um, was certainly in that position. So, so certainly recognise how 
you know, and I, I wouldn't say I'm that sort of person that's been that suffers from it generally. Um, I think very much. I think you're in sort of two two camps. I think you're either born, you know, where unfortunately you might have some sort of chemical imbalance where um, you you're prone to suffer from it anyway. But I think also situationally you can get put in a position where you get you know you're you, you're in an untenable position which is unbearable. Um, and obviously some people unfortunately find themselves in both, um, which is which is absolutely terrible. So, but no, certainly haven't been there myself, recognise it and appreciate it when people are going through it and have helped other people, a couple of people very close to me um, that have been there as well. And I know I know people that have tried to commit suicide and it is, is broadly men and it is, I've got a couple of family members that have done that as well, that tried to commit suicide. So yeah, it's real. It's a real, it's a real topic, isn't it? Do, do you... And this is open to all of you. Do you do you not think that definitely in men and in men that work within particular professions as such or particular circles that they're in, that actually um, men find it quite a bit a bit of a weakness, a bit of a they find it a bit sissy if they tell people that they they've got issues or they've got trouble. I don't know if anyone. I've definitely experienced that in in different groups that I've been on different jobs that I've worked and or even in my job now there are different industries that I work with where guys in particular won't open up I don't know if anybody else is I, I don't that's that's societal if you know if you're not directly exposed to something to do with mental health you could fly through your whole life and not knowing anything about men's mental health whatsoever not encountering it not talking about it not doing anything until something goes wrong something situational like chris says or something medical mm. that you know ends up causing depression or whatever it might be but situational definitely mm. it, you know that people are going to encounter tragedy everybody's going to encounter tragedy it's just something that's going to happen you're going to have loss you're going to have you know just, just basic things happen everyone's going to lose their parents at some they're going to have you know sickness they're going to have ill health family members going you know job losses loss mm. of finance situation relationship breakdown all this stuff it's going to happen to everyone no matter your situation but and when you're a man you don't know about this or how to cope with it until it happens to you because we don't talk about it particularly well, it's a bit of a facade it's a bit of a facade with blokes where <laughs> they'll not say anything because they don't want again it's it's the weakness thing but in the past, it's, and it does change. It has changed a lot in the last few years because the way that the way that the world has changed and society has changed. But like you said, Bish, but <clears throat> with with guys, yeah, they men have always been seen. Um, and I'm, I'm not saying that I totally agree with this, but men have always been seen that they are the breadwinner. They are the man of the house. They go out. They have the main job. And they 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 bring the food home to pay for the children or to pay for the family and they pay for everything and do with it. However, society has changed, and I think probably all our lifetimes, society has it has changed um, compared to what our parents or our grandparents and the generations that they were in, in the fact that actually there are women as well um, and other genders because we are in a we are in a society definitely in this country where there are other genders whereas male female and other genders um, where actually the men aren't necessarily the ones that bring home the most money and I think almost last year Michaela my wife and I were looking at who brought home the most money and and I'll be honest we're not far off we're not far off each other it's only a 
very small amount. And and actually, I said to her, listen, I said, if you, if you want to go out and earn more money, I'm quite happy to sit around with my feet up on the on the sofa all day and do fuck all. And I've got a swift no. Um, but, you know, it, it, it's, you know, and that was a joke. That was a joke for anyone listening. That was a joke. I'm not being... Uh, being um uh being a male or anything like that um it was it was a full joke but i think yeah there's there's definitely it, it is a different there is a balance there is a it is different it can be male or female who who are the the ones that bring home the money so i think men have always been seen as the king of the castles haven't they they, they just bottle things up we're, we're seen to be pros at bottling things up because we don't want to show a sign of weakness. And, you know, weakness can be damaging sometimes if you don't trust the people that are beside you. Um, I mean, yeah. I, I, don't have, I don't have sons. I have daughters. And the only other... I've got my nephew. I've got no brothers. So the only other male I've got in my family is my dad. And he, is, he has never been sexist. He has never been... Uh, you know, um, it's not a misogynist. What's it called? Um, he's never made derogatory comments about women. Oh, so yeah. I, I've never, I, I don't do that myself. Well, mainly because as Chris and I talked before and, and we laugh about it, I'd end up getting a throat punch from my missus. So it's just not even worth it. Do you know what I mean? So I think that, but I, I so I don't have, so I don't have, a, but I know I've got friends of mine who I know people who've got sons and they almost, sort of try and push that onto them and I just think you can't get women you can't get men can't be like that that's just not that's not the way society is anymore no it's definitely changed in our lifetime it's mm. I mean there's a difference between when we grew up and when Mason's grown up I, like oh, yeah. traditional gender roles were there in the 80s when I was at school mm. the traditional gender roles were there mm. the man was the man of the house now my, my old man was always very enlightened and my mum and dad both worked so it was always pretty equal. Mm. Um, and my old man was the chef and he was the, he was the guy who looked after the house. You know, mm. So, it, I mean, the, it wasn't traditional in my house, but certainly from school, you know, we had a clear idea of what men were for and what they did. Mm. Whereas de- definitely 10, 15 years later, when Mason comes along, th- those roles are not clearly defined. And there's a bit of a crisis going on with, you know, what, what men are supposed to be doing. What are we supposed to be doing then? What are we good at? And, you know, it's 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 difficult to to know really and yeah. to give advice to to younger men as to you know what what they're meant to be doing and i think the makeup of of relationships or or for all of us how we live um you know whether we're in relationships or, or been in relationships and and everybody's relationship is different in the fact that i think in my house um I'm definitely no. I'm surrounded by women, so you know I am. I'm the male, and I understand. I don't, you know, I don't stand there and say, "Oh yeah, I understand all about women." I don't, but I have a good understanding because I'm around four others. Um, but it, it, everybody works in a different. So in each different household, the relationship is different. Um, you know, past, present, past or present sort of thing. So, so Chris, when you you said about that situation that you're in how um do you think that you were able to get through that did you did you sort of speak to other people did you just get on with it did you seek any help or what sort of things do you think helped you get through 
sort of difficult time. I, I, I'll be honest, I really struggled with it. I really struggled because I, I'd not long, <clears throat> I'd not long left uh, the police, and with that, I'd lost a really big sort of natural um, community of um, a group of friends that I would normally speak to every day, and I'd gone into an environment as well, massive, mm. massive, and it's it's a very social network, and it's social when you're there, but it's if you're not part of it, you miss it, mm. and I miss miss it to miss it to this day really, um, and I went into an environment in retail which wasn't like that at all and I just couldn't work out why people weren't very sociable weren't um you know weren't really easy to get on with um weren't very big personalities it was I really struggled with that and because I've I've lost that network no no it really isn't it's it's literally kind of every person for themselves you know and your managers want blood from a stone there's no there's no kind of goodwill going on and again, it's not, it's not the environment I'm used to working in. So I just, I just struggled. I really, really struggled. I got to about six months in. And it, it kind of dawned on me then. Um, I, don't, I don't feel, I was in shock, I think, to start with for the first few months, just trying to get to grips with a new job, mm. new environment, new travel arrangements. And once the novelty wore off, I think probably six months in, I realised that I was in quite a, quite a bad place. And I, I've got to be honest, I didn't really think I need to go and seek some help. I just kind of just muddled on through with it. Um, but was starting to kind of look for right what what is it that's causing me to be upset and I just remember just driving to work with just a horrible feeling of dread and like dark dark feelings which kind of stayed with me until I got there and I kind of just got once I got to work put professional face on and just went went through working day just kept myself as busy as possible so I didn't sort of stop and think about it Mm. and then I'd I'd then get stuck in a long commute home on the on the A13 all the way through East London and back over the bridge and that was horrendous as well every night Mm. and uh, yeah I think really for me it slightly changed when somebody joined about eight months in and we were like we were very very like-minded and we got on really well we still stay in touch now actually to this day and I think it was probably having that person there to bounce off of to talk to um it really really helped and that that definitely got me through the last few months and I started looking for another job because I thought I need to get out of this environment it's really bad for me I I lost the stone as well while I was there just from I don't know just I I guess from being really active but also Mm just from the stress of it all, I think, and the shock. Uh, and then obviously moved on to Thurrock, obviously where, where I met you and we, we did obviously other things and it was a different, complete different environment. And that was a game changer. It was a real life changer, actually. Um, I definitely think you've got to have that one person or, or a couple of people when you've, without going off the, the subject of what we're talking about too much, but in, in, a, in a, a work environment or in a, in a life environment, you've got to have at least that one other person that you can speak to on a regular basis, or even if you don't speak to them on a regular basis, when you do speak to them, when you do see them, that it's like no time has passed since you saw or spoke to them last time. And you can have conversations about stuff. I mean, and I've definitely, even though I've not physically met Mason or, or Bish, we can, you know, we'll we'll have a chat and we'll chat and we'll text and we'll, you know, we've done the pod the previous episodes of the podcast already, and we've talked about stuff. Um, but I think you and I, Chris, we definitely found that we work together. We had a lot in common, and you know, you you, you will find something. And I and I found that already. I put a post on Facebook yesterday of of a friend of mine who I used to work with in the police, and he and I like we're like we're like you know we were like best mates. And we still talk sometimes, but 
And in previous jobs, I've always found at least that one other person or in social groups, I found that one other person, I'm close to a lot of people, but I found that one other person who you can share stuff with and you have, you have things in common. And it's and it's almost like, I think it was a, a, a phrase that I saw once, it was almost like that person you can ring and go, where do we hide the body? Not not that we've not that we've killed anybody, but that person that you can really rely on, and you can text or you can ring or you can WhatsApp or whatever and communicate with, and you, you can sort of bounce off them. And and I don't know, Bish, have you have you ever been sort of in that position, or you ever know anybody who's been in that position where you thought? You know, I need to. I need to do something about. It. I need to help. You don't have to go into detail, but just, just, just. Because it's it. When you hear other people talking about things that have happened in their life, you, you, you. A lot of people have been through such similar stuff. Mm. There was there was a time in uh, in a job where I realised I was just trying to come up with excuses not to go in. You know, like I, I, the morning as soon as I open my eyes, I'd be like, right, what? How can I just not do this today? I really don't want to. And, and like Chris said, so he, he had someone at work that got him through it. I had plenty of friends at work, but the job was just wrong. It was just, it was not, it was not what I wanted to be doing at all. It wasn't right for my life. And, and you do a lot of pushing through, which is, you know, you might find someone to make it a bit more bearable for six months, but ultimately that was, Chris was in the wrong job. It was mm. the wrong job. It was the wrong company. It was the wrong place for him to be in. Um, and that can have a massive effect. And what Chris said, what Chris, Chris said earlier, when he really got into trouble, was when it wasn't just the job it was when it was the relationship breakdown the lifestyle breakdown that the house wasn't right mm. uh, you, what did you say career career financial and relationship all at the same time that's when you really get in trouble mm. that's when you it, you can cope what, what you do is you try and build your life so that you're resilient to this stuff that you know is going to go wrong at some point you, you know your car's going to break down you know like someone's going to get ill or you're going to have to help your parents out or something's mm. going to happen so you have to build your life to be as strong as possible and that includes having friends and stuff and um, having a supportive family and make a choice home life is stable and you, you're enjoying your job and all this sort of stuff so that when the bad stuff does happen you can you can kind of cope with it but i mean there's occasions where this this stuff comes along at once so mm -hmm. the, the per i became really aware of mental health when i was young so my old man had a really bad time he had a couple of family deaths uh business go wrong house under threat relationship under pressure all in one go and he had a proper mental breakdown when I was like 10 10 11 um so I remember visiting him in hospital and stuff and my mum trying to explain it to me and he was really open and, and good about it at the time so I've been well aware of it never really suffered from anything bad myself I've always been very aware of you know if if I notice quickly if I'm not happy about something and, and it needs changing um but anyone can get got by it my old man's one of the most stable emotionally secure you know financially stable intelligent people you want to meet but you know some if, if too many things come along at once if you take too many planks out of the rope bridge mm. you can't get across it it's just you know it's just not it's not going to happen so something just, something you just it. said sorry mate something you just said actually is, is a really really positive thing you just said that you you can sort of see or you, you personally if you think that stuff's coming along or, or something's happening you can see that that could you know you could be going into a bit of a spiral or you could be going into something and then you deal with it which yeah. is is really good because i think a lot of people in life um and again yeah blokes in particular guys in particular 
we're and I'm, I'm I'm really bad at doing this. So in my job and in any job that I've done and in life with my kids and my family, I always I'm a bit of an I've been told I'm a bit of an overthinker. So I'll think ahead of what's going on and almost try and be proactive to deal with what could happen rather than reactive. Yeah. And the problem the problem with that is is that I'm always thinking all the time, always overthinking what could happen. And the the, um, the person who I go and I go and have sort of therapy counselling chats with, she's actually said to me, "We're going to work on some new techniques because you overthink too much. So you think about the situation, you overthink too much, and and that's not a bad thing because in in a, in my full time job that's a positive thing because I need to do that. I need to be thinking ahead." on the what ifs could happen and how we're going to deal with it, especially with my clients, because that's what that's what they pay me to do. But but in life, sometimes you just got to let stuff happen. However, as you said, if you can see these things happening, then you can either help yourself or, or help others. And I think that's a real positive. positive it's, it's only because I've been through, you know, various yeah. redundancies, relationship breakdowns, family ill health, all this stuff. And it takes, it takes you a while to recognise yeah. it. Well. I, I think I think also personality wise, Bish, you've you've always struck me as someone that's really sort of happy go lucky, mm. upbeat, half glass full time of guy. And I think yeah. I think also that I think that's been, and correct me if I'm wrong if that's not the case. But so when when I'll find you, you know, we'll have a laugh and a joke about stuff. And I think we bounce control quite well when we when we're socialising and we sort of see things for what they are rather than be rather pessimistic about it. And I think that helps, doesn't it? Because if you've got a pessimistic outlook on things, I think you're on a bit of a it's all tricky down the slope already, aren't and you? You need people around you who are optimistic about stuff. Mm. I mean, just just in the last year, some of the stuff that all of us have been through in the last year is just it sucks. But if you're if you're sitting there and you're having a good time and you're playing a bit of Call of Duty and you're saying to Mason, "Look, don't worry, man, this summer's going to be freaking awesome," mm. it, you need to have people like that around. Otherwise, you can get really freaking down, really down, yeah. and it, it happens really quick and usually yeah. without you notice. And it will spiral really quickly, which is. Yeah. What where where the issues can be, um, and not not talking to others. So, Mason, do you, have you again? Have you same question to you? Have you ever experienced or or witnessed or, or been around, been in that position where you sort of thought, you know, shit, I need to deal with this, or I need to help this person? I think your mic's gone off, mate. I think you've, you've muted yourself. That's what he does on Call of Duty. He mutes himself and he goes, nah, nah, he moans about us. <laughs> no, you're still off, mate. <laughs> oh, no, you muted yourself now. You muted yourself on the screen. On Zoom. You muted you yourself, yourself on Zoom, on mate. Zoom. What's going on? There we go. There we go. I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. Here we go. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, I don't know about yourself. Oh, you've been Difficult to tell, really. Um, I sort of just shoulder 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 on. I just sort of move on. I, it's very difficult. Like, I, I've had I've had times when I've I've think to myself, I can't be asked going to work, you know. And, and I think my later stages of being at Croydon that that sort of caught up with me, and I I wasn't enjoying the job, the people that I worked with. I sort of just didn't want to go to work, and I heard your boss was a complete pain in the ass. Yeah, yeah, the, the top boss. He was a bit of a nightmare. Um, a bit of a knob, apparently. <laughs> uh, well, lucky that wasn't me because I was. The uh, boss, <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about you. But do, do you know what? I, I struggle a lot because because I'm autistic, um, and I think something like eighty percent of autistic people will suffer with mental health. Um, and one of the issues that I have is 
do am I suffering with mental health? I don't know because I see life differently to other people. Um, I deal with it differently, and I'm very old fashioned. I, it would be, do you know, what? I'll just keep pushing forward, um, and I will just wear myself out to the point where I get myself really sick, and then I'll have a few days sick, and then I'll be good to go for the next year or so. Um, I've dealt with people that have had mental health issues. Um, Joe, through work I've got friends that are suffering of it sadly I've lost people that have you know family friends that have committed suicide um you know I'm young but I've still had my fair share of you know mental health issues and people that have suffered with mental health mm-hmm. I think hey, what you have got for someone so young you've got some really good like coping mechanisms your life's set up really well to cope with this stuff because you, you say you haven't really been through this stuff but this, just since I've known you, you've had a major relationship breakdown. You're in a new house. You've had to mm. move that you were living. You know, you've, you've suffered, you've gone through a pandemic pretty much on your own. Like, it, it, there's some major stuff been going on. You've coped really well. Like, and the yeah. things like your walking and stuff, that, you know, that is a, that is an absolute, mm. that's a brilliant coping mechanism. I know, in fact, we've all got that. So Chris and I, we're out on our motorbikes and stuff. Jim, Jim's out doing his airsoft. That connecting with, like just not through a screen that because mm. especially during lockdown where you know we've all been we've all been managing our lives remotely just being able to connect with the outdoors is just absolutely massive like that yeah you don't really realize that that's a that that's a, like a complete coping mechanism you have to have these hobbies and stuff that you yeah, can go see, out I, and do. I keep myself busy obviously i've got my my hobby lego do you know that that's that's one thing for me to shut down you know, yeah. I can spend a few hundred quid on a Lego set and I'll sit there for a few hours and just close off from the world. Um, you know, walking, walking as well. I can walk for miles. Um, you know, six hours a day, I'm happy to go out. Um, I'm meeting up with Ian on Saturday. We're going to do a 23-mile walk. Um, do you know, and that that sort of does help a lot with your mental health. Do you know, being out doing them. Yep. Yeah, getting, getting stuck in. Um, I struggle when I do it because I'm very unfit, but... Do you know what? It's good. It's good just to be able to get out. And they say walking, if you walk for X amount of hours, it changes your mental mental health. Um, and you really do feel that. It's the same with cycling, running. Do you know, I miss being out on my bike. I should really get a motorbike again. I should do it. Come and join us, mate. <laughs> I, I find that absolutely spot on for my mental health. That is just unbelievable. Because mm, yeah. I made my last pretty well set up at the moment, but even now you need to just get out on your own for a bit and just mm. it's it's there's a lot of life now that especially with social media and and tvs everywhere and all the stuff that we're doing playing games online and you my, my whole life my in fact my job is just completely remote from everything i don't see anybody else really um mm. so getting out on your motorbike and being actually there in the moment there's no phone there's no anything else it's, that's absolutely massive for me. I think that's one of the big things that saved well, definitely me. Definitely the other one. Yeah, one of the big things that saved me is being able to still work. I don't, I don't think I'd be in the situation I am now if I was stuck at home working from home. Yeah, you know, you know just just going out and I know it was a struggle. You know, obviously not knowing what's happening with the the restrictions that were coming in, um, but just going like at, at one point at work, I, I did sort of lose it because it was like I don't know where I'm coming or going. Like what what's what we meant to be doing. So one minute Boris is going, do this. Next thing in there, he's saying, do this. It's like, what, what's happening? Um, it was, that's an interesting point you made there. I think there's people in two camps, isn't there? There's people that um, 
were so terrified and so pleased that they could work from home that they were just like, yes, I work from home. And there was people, I guess, like me, it was like I was looking for an excuse to get to work because I, I didn't mm. want to be at home. I was quite happy to go because I'd rather, I, the, the danger and the fear of it, it wasn't really bothering me. It was the more the um, just being cooped up. Mm. So, like cabin. And if you enjoy it, mm. yeah. And if you enjoy doing what you do, then um, that helps, doesn't it? So, so Bitbish made a good point there. It's like having the, the Holy Trinity, if you like. It's, it's about having that relationship sort of stability is one thing. Um, having your roots down either in, in work or, or home is, is quite important. Having sort of financial stability as well. So if you've got all of those, then if one of them's not, not doing so well, but you, you're okay in the others, then it pulls you through. Mm. But if you get if you get stuck on all of them, it really starts to hit. And that's exactly what I found when I when I left the place. It was a big, sort of big pay cut. Um, and then it was horrendous kind of, I say horrendous working conditions. It was just a work in the shop. But for me, that was horrendous with people, just non-personalities. Um, but then, yeah, then the, the resilience was not spending all savings. Then I had sort of kind of a custody battle, if you like, for, for Ron, which then any sort of money I had, went on went on that so I then had no financial resilience either and I had to sell my car which was my prized possession which was my Audi S3 at the time so that went so I was driving around a Rover 214 the busted head gasket wasn't it was it that, that green one wasn't it I love just, that that's, that's what, I was like Alan Partridge aha <laughs> I just hated that car I hated it um, that, that literally was like for me that was almost like rock bottom because I'd gone from earning silly silly money a question of how bad things are going Honestly, for, I was age 23. I was I had a four, big four-bedroom house, au pair, earning loads of money, Audi S3 in the driveway, couldn't really want for anything. To to then working at B&Q in Beckton, driving a Rover 214, no money in the bank, and hating my job, and just hating my life. Uh, honestly, it was, what a year contrast that was. But it mm. can change just like that. You know, obviously, Chris, you know what our job's like. It's not a statutory service. It could just go... Um, uh, and that's one of the worries, you know, obviously the job that I'm doing, they're, they're talking about making savings. Um, it's not got to the stage where I should be looking for another job. Mm. Um, but if that job goes, you know, what, that's, that's that happen? final pillar for you, isn't it? At the moment, that's, that's keeping you going at the moment, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I've got to be honest. I've got to be honest. When you, when you were going through that um, um, sort of relationship issue, and actually that's still quite recent. So, you know, I don't want to sort of go into too much because it's still very personal, probably quite raw, but um, I, I was thinking, I've got a good feeling of, of I've got a good sense of what you're going to be going through, and I was concerned about you. Mm-hmm. And I think one or one or two others that are, you know, in our, our boat were thinking the same. So, uh, and I'll second that. I definitely was, mate, because I I've been married for ten years, and we've been together for twelve, thirteen years. Um, but my previous relationship, I was three months from getting married, and. I'd had enough and I finished the relationship and it was a really shit time, a really, mm. really shit time. And that was, you know, I'm looking at 15 plus years ago. Um, and, and and when you were talking about some of the stuff you were talking about, I just sat there and thought, mate, I, I really feel for you. I really feel because I've been there myself. Um, yeah. It makes your stomach go, doesn't it? When you it does. Someone about it it does. Like, I've been in a relationship 15 years. You forget how it feels until mm. someone actually starts talking about it. And then you're like, mm. God, yeah, that sucks man and that doesn't help that doesn't help with your your mental health and again i think the whole thing about mental health is that i try i'm one of these people that go around in life and i try not to put a label on stuff but 
and I'm not jumping on the bandwagon or anything like that because I think it is quite a prominent thing that's out there at the moment. However, we we are four people that don't that walk, don't don't walk around going, oh, mental, I can't do this. I've got MH. I've got mental. I've got mental. I've got these problems. Got that. You know, can't do this. We are. We recognise it, and you know, either help other people or do something about it. So I think for me. My somebody said to me the other day, what was it? Uh, last week it was actually, and even when I started doing my my counselling type sessions, somebody said to me, uh, and the person doing it said, um, "But you always seem why why have you why do you why do you have it done?" Or, or the counsellor said, "Why why do you come and see me?" Because you always seem somebody who's very happy, very cheerful. You you're in front of a group of other people, whether it's doing it online meetings or doing face to face you're like you're, you're almost like the life and soul of the party you're always up here with regards to your enthusiasm and stuff like that and and some of me and and I've been quite open about this and and you know I know that friends of mine who are business contacts who listen probably listen to this or or um, or clients as well it's not it's not a facade it's not fake i have to be at a top level in my job because the opposite of Chris and Chris and Mason are in jobs that they work in the council. And yes, you work statutory services that could go, you know, so there is that sort of concern. Bish and I, we're business owners. So at any point, people could stop buying our buying Bish's cards and, and his book and paying for my services. And all of a sudden I'm like, shit, I've got a fucking job to do. I've got to go and find a job. So but but to part of my role is is in in my company is is to bring the business in so i've always got to be at that top level i've always got to be on my game i've always got to make people look at what we do and what i do and be like the my dad says the poster boy of the business um and, and almost you know just just bring the business in and i do get to points where i've been you know going at 200 percent all day long you know chatting to people you know getting them to like us, getting them to think, yeah, you know, health and safety is boring as hell, but they're really good people and they're really enthusiastic and they're really passionate about what they do. And then I run out of steam at the end of the day and I literally just go, Boof. and there have been, you know, in my past, definitely in the last year, there's been some, with COVID, but also some some other stuff in our, in our family. And it's not been great. Loving the, the picture, yeah. For anyone watching, Chris has put a picture up of me in the old days. I've still got that hat, mate. I was on my bike today wearing that hat <laughs> that I didn't steal from Thorough Council. That just poster appeared. boy, yeah, exactly. Um, look at you, poster boy. Look, loving it. <laughs> I still pulled. I've still got those glasses as well. Using airsoft. Anyway, um, yeah. So I am, um, and, and I think. I have to be on that 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 game, and I have to be in a position where where I'm going to be happy go lucky. But I do crash at the end of the day, or I do get to a period where I feel really down. And and people have said to me, "Well, but you, you just you don't seem like that person." I said, "But when when in my personal life shit is hitting the fan, in my professional life I don't take my I've always had this thing of I don't take my personal problems to work." And Chris and I, Chris and I, we used to have this conversation. People used to work with, or people we knew, bring their personal shit to work, and you just think, "Fuck off! I don't care. I'm sorry, but we're in a professional." Bit. I'm not, not, not that I'm a, I, 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 not that I'm a, I'm not. 
I do understand what people say, and um, I'm not. I am sympathetic, you know. And there are friends of mine who do say to me, "I'm having a bit of a bad time," and I'll, I'll identify that. But when people turn up at work and they go, "Oh well, you know, I've got a flat tire," or "Blah blah blah," or they, you know, they've got personal issues. I sound people going to listen to this and thinking he's fucking well, well insensitive, but you can't do a job because you've got personally you know you're bringing your personal shit into work and it could be something so minor that you're just using it as an excuse and the the moners you know somebody it's, came... it's first world problems isn't it if, fuck if, me if, first if, world if, yeah, if, it was, exactly. if it was genuine problems and yeah. genuine like you know family breakups that sort of thing fair enough yeah. but someone coming to talk family about members, yeah family members died financial problems stuff like that that is is you know I understand that. I understand. I don't understand totally, but I, I sympathise with that. It's other shit when people come into work, and it's you just sit there and think, I don't really, I don't really fucking care if you put half a pound on this week. You know, piss <laughs> off. You know, fuck's sake. Just, I'm, I'm ruthless. I am ruthless. I, I don't have any sympathy. <laughs> nice emoji there. Emoji um, kind of laughing face. Yeah. It's you know, true I, though. I it's true though, isn't it? You just sit there and is. think, I'll piss off. I, I honestly don't like I say things I've I've got no filter I'll say things and I don't really? mean to cause like harm <laughs> but I don't like I just don't like I'm just straight to the point because I don't beat around the bush and that's probably, yeah and I just think that yeah I don't mix my personal problems with my work I can't because I can't be in that position where I want, you know, I'm lucky I work in a business where there's three other people that work in the business, two other directors, uh, and Michaela works for us as well. That if something, if I'm not well or I've got issues or, or Michaela and I have got issues we need to deal with um, are from our side, that uh, the other two directors can pick it up and vice versa. And I just think that, you know, I'm lucky that I'm in that position where that can happen. Um if I was on my own and something happened, I'd just be like, <laughs> falling asleep. Yeah. Um, I'd be, uh, I just think, you know, what, 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 what do people do who have that trouble where they work on their own? You know, anyway, you put me off by them bloody pictures in the background now. <laughs> oh, is this, so that, is, what are you talking about there, mate? With negativity, that's people. That's people bringing negativity into the workplace. Yeah. Negatron, the word. Negatron. Neg Negatrons, mate. Negatrons. I don't <laughs> like. You could do it all day. Everyone could do it. You could find a list of things just from your day to day that you could moan about for the next two hours if you wanted to, and some people do, and it's yeah. like it's contagious. That it's negativity. You don't want it is, no, you don't. You don't want it around. Basically. And, and negativity is is things that I don't like. And, and I'll be honest. I'll pull my hand up. I have, I can be negative. I have been negative before. I've tried to, Michaela laughs because I, I'm move, negative. Move your head. <laughs> is, it, is it back to front? No, no, it's, for, it's no, facing no, forward. It's facing yeah, forward. You're, you're, you're big heads in the way, mate. Uh, negativity, I, I will have people who, I, you know, I, I will try and turn it around its head and try and not make it negative and try and be as a sort of a point. And she goes, no, you're being negative. Just stop. And, and I think that is a plus from my side mm. when I've got Michaela saying to me, oh, just you're being fucking negative again. Or just just give it a rest, you know, or, you know, do you need to say it like that? And that that is an advantage um, that I have because I'd probably be a bit of a wreck if, if I didn't have her. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I don't, I don't you know, and I, and I think that 
You throw, you've really thrown me off with them bloody backgrounds, Chris. I'm I'm a little bit worried what's next in the photo because don't, you've got a lot of photos of you. Don't there um, are some photos knocking around, but then I've got to find all the photographs I had. <laughs> right, we're getting off the point. Come on. Um I I don't how we've talked about some coping methods. So like Mason, you you have your you, you get your Lego or you go on your walks and I have my airsoft or I do my podcasts. That is a massive I like to talk to people and I like to listen to other people and communicate with people. And I think when I do podcasts, I shut off the rest of the world for a period of time and crack on with those. And you boys, Chris and Bish, you, you go out on your bikes and you do stuff on your bikes. And I've already said to Michaela that I get to my, I think I said on our podcast, Bish, I get to my 40th. I'm really considering doing my CBT. I am really considering doing it. Something that I can't recommend it enough, man. Yeah, I might have to give up my airsoft, or I might just be able to do both at the same time. Ride around on a quad bike, a uh, thingy bike, off-road bike, shoot bike. me airsoft. <laughs> Mate, especially okay. where you are up in Norfolk, what great roads and countryside and stuff you've got up there. It's good, and it's all flat, mate. So there's no issues going up and down hills. It's just all flat yeah. and just shoot across the land. Yeah, and coastline, riding along the coast, beautiful. But does anybody have any other? And, and we can talk about one of them in a minute because I think we're all dying to talk about it anyway. But there is there is one coping mechanism, which is actually, even though I knew Chris already and, and we all knew each other sort of separately, etc. Um, there is one thing that brings us all together and, and it has a big, been a big thing for men and women or all genders. Um, but are there any other any other coping mechanisms that people have seen or witnessed or, or been able to give nuggets of wisdom out to other people. I've got one. I would say if you think, if anybody out there thinks, never be shy to talk to somebody, whether it's a friend, whether it's a family member, or whether it's somebody um, professional. I talk to somebody professional, mainly because I need, if I'm not, I need to make sure that I'm right in the head or I'm on the straight and narrow with regards to my life so that I can continue to get the business working and running the business effectively. And also I have this, people are drawn to me and I don't, it's not, not a narcissistic thing or anything like that. It's, it's, it's just who I am. People are drawn to me and I'm quite a good confidant with people. So I will talk to people and listen to their, listen to their stuff and, 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 and help them and talk to them about stuff as well. So to enable me to listen to other people, I need to offload my issues. And I don't think I can't offload that to my family because sometimes it might be about them. And also it's, I, it's not fair in my mind to do that. Each their own, obviously. Um, but I would say anybody out there, if you feel like that, just talk to somebody else. And when you ask somebody, are they okay? If they say no, or if they say, no, I'm fine, ask them again. Because it could be when you ask somebody, you say, are you okay? And they, they're having a real bad time. Shields go up and they won't, they won't engage you. Or they'll just go, no, I'm fine. If you ask them again, it sometimes trickles a, a release and shields might go down a bit and they go, actually, no, I'm having a really shit time. Or, well, not really. Never ask a third time because I'll just piss them off because you think you're badgering them. But I got a tip, tip I was given. 
always ask somebody if they're okay twice. If you think after the first time, there might be a bit of an issue. Um, and just, just, just anybody who needs any, anybody who feels like they need help, just ask for help or speak to somebody. So that's my nuggets of wisdom. I don't know if anybody else has got anything different or, or, or agrees. Definitely. I think, um, so I've had, in the last year, I've had my dad and my older brother have both tried to commit suicide. Um, I've got a very good close friend who in the last few years has done the same. So all, all I can do, and I think, I think certainly, I think from dad was a bit of a shock because he's, is not you know that, that's completely come out of the blue that was um mm. my older brother i didn't realize but he has struggled with mental health um pretty much all his adult life but has certainly not he's certainly hidden that very well i worked for him for about five years and i was my first sort of saturday job uh, onwards till i was till i left and got a, you know a, a permanent career um, when i left to join the police um no idea he was always the life and soul of the party he was very charismatic at work was the absolute enigma. Yes, it was, you know, he was the person at work that, as you said, everyone was drawn to and wanted to be around. Um, I think like the last few years, he's, he's just really struggled with, I don't know, I'm not really sure what it is, uh, which makes strong, maybe age, maybe you're not as young as you used to be mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. Um, but all I can do is, and all I have been trying to do, certainly with the, the other close friend that I've got is in that position, is just make myself available and, uh, you know, he he's he often says that can I come round and the answer is always yes and I think that's I'd like to think that's helped mm-hmm. and we like to think we help in that respect as well we're to be here and listen and we're not counsellors but I think sometimes there's a time and a place to have that professional counselling and I think there's a time and a place for your mates mm. and I think both have got a place in there mm-hmm. I think that uh, again anybody who if you talk to your mates then even if you're on the receiving end, not, not in a bad way, but you're the one who's listening to that person who, who's got the problems. You don't always need to respond or you, you, you don't always need to give them a lecture about it. Um, you can ask some questions that are non not probing, but I don't know about any of you, but when you offload all your stuff to somebody else, you feel fucking... I feel amazing afterwards because I think... I've got rid of my problems I want to talk to somebody about. And then they're still there, but you feel better. It's like when like when you when somebody cries or when somebody gets angry, it's that release of that that pressure building up and you you then feel better after it because you need to release that. And even, you know, so if somebody wants like you said, Chris, your friend comes to talk to you and he'll offload to you, or you know, you'll chat to him, and he Overall, there's still issues there or still problems there, but he'll feel better because he's been able to offload or say that to you. Yeah, and, that, and it's, 80, it's 80 or 90% listening, I think it's fair yeah. to say. Absolutely. Absolutely. If somebody else like says, yeah, that's the problem, man, that's really horrible, I'm so sorry you're going through it. Just somebody mm. else validating your, your issue mm. and, and understanding, that's that's kind of enough. That's all you need, really. And you're only, like just coping with it on your own. Yeah, and only, and I think this as well, only if you've been through that yourself and you're happy to share similar experience or similar situation with that person, 
there are too many people out there who say, oh, yeah, I totally understand. You think, no, you fucking don't. You've never been what I've gone through. So, like I said to you, Mace, when you were going through Europe, I've been there, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna preach to you about it and say, oh, you should have done this, should have done that. L- listen to me, I'm older, blah blah. I'm not gonna do that because that that that's really gonna piss somebody off. That pissed me off. So I will just say to you, I I I, I feel for you because I actually have been there. But I have spoken to people who said, oh, I've been through this. And I've gone, oh, oh okay. Um, and how did, how did that make you feel, if you don't mind me asking? Very softly, softly, rather than go, oh, yeah, I totally understand. Cause you think, no, you don't. You, you've never been there. You don't understand what I'm going through. You don't. You yeah, don't I, think, I think we're all fighting battles that some people don't really know what we're fighting. No. And it is good to talk, especially when someone goes, you're right. And you just go, yeah, I'm right. Um, you know, just just reinsure that, and you get more out of that person. Do you know, I'm, I feel really comfortable opening up to you lot on on you know Call of Duty when I'm not hearing a fucking helicopter buzzing in my head here. Um, I don't know but... how you hear that, mate, because you're normally about 500 meters on the other side of the map. So <laughs> hey, got that one in there. Yeah, I'm a bit of a loner, you see. So, uh... <laughs> but, but again, so so Warzone. Call of Duty, that is something that has brought all of us together. And and I may have talked about this on the other podcast, and I, and I was listening to um, a snippet of one the other day. Um, not not your one, Mason. I think it was your one, Bish. And I said that, I think I said in there, if somebody has, if you have a partner, whether you're male, female, whatever gender you are, you have a partner who plays Warzone, especially at the moment, or plays online, or has some some outlet on their their PlayStation, Xbox, PC, whatever, wherever they play. Let them do it because it could be that that is their outlet, especially at the moment, that is their outlet for their time. And everybody needs to have that. I'm not saying, you know, if somebody went and sat on it and played on it for like 48 hours straight, then yeah, okay, you know, there's going to be a bit of questioning. But sometimes just a few hours in it, Michaela's really good. If I say I'm going to play on the PlayStation, she just leaves me to it. Because she knows that I chat to you guys. I chat to the other lads who play on it as well um, in the Tater squad. So, um, Watson, I know you're listening to the podcast now because you told me today, but, you know, in the Tater, you went, oh, the Tater squads are famous. So in our team, we, we sit and chat. And, and we'll either play quads or duos or tr- trios or whatever or, or multiplayer. And we'll all sit and chat together. And we're all quite comfortable with that, which is a really good outlet for all of us. A really good outlet. Um, Talking of which, it's getting that time, isn't it? It is, mate. Yeah, it's very, very <laughs> close to that time. So, um, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's great to play Warzone. Just obviously when you guys are not bullying me, you know. Don't join the don't join the group, guys. Don't join the group. Hang on, mate. This is this that's another podcast. This is this is not about bullying. Oh, uh, I thought this was um bullying helpline or childline, as you like to say. Yeah, we don't we don't bully Mason. We love him really when he's not pissed off the other side. He keeps coming back to more. He does. Mace, you are you are, and again, this is not an age thing. That's a discriminatory thing. You are the youngest by. What's about ten years compared to, compared to the rest of us, and no, I don't know if you, if you look at your um your life choices at the moment. It looks like you're about fifteen, mate. So me, what with my <laughs> shaving my beard? I told you it's because I'm getting a job. Um, but you fitted in to our group, and 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 I apart from Chris, like you and you, Chris, I knew Chris, and all the other guys sort of knew each other already. Mm. But 
there's this testament there that the whole of the the team that played together, the whole of the the gang that played together, that we're all very we're all very welcoming. Everybody can get on, and we're all very and everybody's very accepting of each other. Yeah, I, I think apart, I'm. I think from through, apart from who? <laughs> Martin. Martin, no, yeah, Martin. Martin. We love you, I Martin. I've, I've been very mature as pushing forward. Like, I, I, I sort of, um, people think I'm a lot older than I actually am. Um, I'll you be know, honest, until you said that, until you said how we worked out how old you were, um, I thought that as well. And when we recorded our podcast, which for those listening was out today, uh, so you know when we're recording this one, but was out today, for somebody so young still and you are young in my eyes because you, you're 10 years younger than me you've done a lot and you it, it sounds a bit no it doesn't sound no because we've been quite open on this you, you're a little bit like i was when i was your age in what you've done the things i'll be done. worried about that chris i was i was nowhere near that together <laughs> i was all <laughs> late 20s i was the same i had a mortgage at 20 I've not got that yet. I've got that yet. I've not got that yet. But I think that's why we all get on so well because I think we um, we're all very similar. And we I think you uh, similarities. I think you, during the other podcast, I think you turned around sitting on twenty five. So did I? <laughs> yeah. Well, aren't you twenty eight, twenty six? I think. Jesus Christ, twenty seven, <laughs> mate. Come oh, on. Right. That's near. That's near. But yeah, so that's our that's our one thing that we all do together. But yeah, I think guys, I just I want to say thank you. Um, again, it's been very laid back. It's just been general chatting, um, and I hope those listening have, have sort of picked up some maybe some nuggets of wisdom, some some things to think about. And I uh, and I know that Chris, you and I definitely talked about this before about doing something like this, and. For me personally, it's something which I'm going through and I've been through, and um, it's something which is quite, quite becoming quite. Um, trying to figure the right word, but it's something that's in my life, and I, and I have a bit of a soft spot for because I, I know what it's like to be in it. So I, I support that sort of stuff, and and anybody listening out there who knows me, um, you know, you won't ever want to talk. Come and talk to me. Um, and I'm I'm open to people coming and chatting and, and talking away, and we can talk about different things. So I'm I'm so, interested in talking to that guy behind Chris. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who he is. Is that Chris? Hello, Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> Friday night dinner. Hello, uh... Jackie. Oh dear. Um. No. But I think we're all the same, aren't we? In that respect. Mm. Yeah. You just got to keep fighting the good fight. Yeah, uh, keep pushing forward and just talk to somebody. I think that's the and biggest thing. Appreciate it when you've got it good, just and, and offer. I it. Appreciate it when you've got it good, and offer offer the offer, yeah. offer the olive branch when yeah. someone else isn't maybe going to get so good. Absolutely, and um and banter as well. Banter is good. You know, that, <laughs> that's that's one way of getting through it. Banter is. I'm sure, I'm sure Bish has got a real struggle dealing with those paper cuts. You know, but he can yeah, talk to yeah, us about those. It. And WhatsApp groups. Uh, um, do you know what? Some of the, some of that, some of that shit that comes out in that group, I've, I think over the weekend, back in the last week and over the weekend, um, we, I, I just felt really bad. I felt really awful, um, really unhappy, 
um, just some shit going on, which has now hopefully been resolved. Um, and some of the stuff that comes up on our WhatsApp group, even when I felt really low, I look at it and absolutely fucking piss myself with laughter because some of the shit that we all put on there, and normally it's sometimes aimed at Mason, not that we're bullying you, but sometimes based at Watson as well <laughs> when he puts his bloody videos on there. And do you know what he said to me today, just to finish off before we finish off? He said, I've never listened to a podcast before. He said, I bloody love these. He said, we're talking about the Tater Squad. He, I said, well, do you want to come on and do one? He went... What would we talk about? I said, cars. He said, okay. I said, well, that's something you, you do. I said, Can you talk about talk- therapy? Just, said, you know, these videos he sends. Yeah, well, then yeah. I said, we'll talk about Warzone. And he went, okay. And he said, well, we can talk about some of the videos. I sent the what? I went, no. I said, every time you send one. And last week, funnily enough, last week, when he was sending them through, I've got the car play on in the car. I can't see or hear the videos. And he said, Watson has sent through a video. So you knew, you all knew the response that went back straight away, me shouting through the um, hands free, because I probably guessed what sort of content of video there would be. Anyway, that's a discussion for another time. Uh, probably not on the podcast that people are going to be listening to. Um, but guys, I just want to say thank you very much. It's It's been really good. And as we say, it's good to talk to others. Um, and if anyone, you know, people can pick up sort of bits of information from this uh, that will help them, um, then I hope they do. So, um, Mason, thank you very much. You can speak. You've got your microphone turned on now. I've got it turned on. There awesome. we go. Bish, thanks very much, mate. <laughs> Anytime, man. Chris, always a pleasure, never a chore. Always, mate. Um, and uh, I'll see you all on Warzone very shortly. Uh, that has been episode nine of Spill the Tea with Jimmy C, the mental health special where we talk about mental health and how we can help and how we've been through it with our own experiences. Thank you very much, guys. And I'll see you all very, very soon. Cheers now. Thank you. Bye bye.